All right, so we're going to take a, um, a break from Luke, okay, and we're going to go to James chapter 1, okay, so get your hard hat out, we call this, my friend Greg Turner's over here sitting, we call this the, the, uh, the part of the Bible where you need to put your hard hat on, right, uh, because James, he does a lot of toe stepping, you know what I'm talking about, where he steps on our spiritual toes a lot, so we're going to go to James uh, chapter 1, verse 16, okay? Does everybody know what page that's on? What page you got? Uh, I'm just kidding. Tough crowd, tough crowd. All right, well, we are going to start in verse, and I might have too much technology here, and I will tell you, I... I, I was telling Preston uh, this this morning, um, I do teach for a living, but my teaching requires like feedback, right? So when I teach, I usually need like, a, I'm kind of like a charismatic preacher. I need like an amen or, you know, so be it, you know, because so I kind of teach in that regard in my work career. Um, I require, you know, I ask questions and require answers from people. So you guys are going to have to deal, you're going to have to uh, work with me here because I'm used to teaching in that regard, at least in the last three or four years. So we're going to go to James chapter 1, verse 16. All right, we ready? Do not be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good, perfect gift, good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father, of the heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. He chose to give us a birth through the word of truth that we might be the kind of his first fruits of all he created. And here's where the rubber starts to meet the road. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Now, I want you to think about that in the context of what you see happening currently in our society. Whether it be social media, whether it be protesting, whether whatever it looks like. I don't care what political spectrum. People are really quick to what? Speak. Pop off at the mouth, right? Giving no thought to what they're saying, right? God says, because your human anger doesn't produce the righteousness of God. But, with that being said, our anger sometimes, I think we can trick ourselves into thinking that it's righteousness, right? If we don't speak, then this is going to happen. Does that make sense? But we're going to read forward here in a minute where God kind of tells us, hey, rather than uh, standing up on your box and crowing, standing on your soapbox, does anybody remember the song from, uh, from uh, DC Talk? Jesus Freaks, does anybody remember that? Am I the only one? Okay, there was a man with a tat on his big fat belly and wiggled around like marmalade jelly. 
It took me a while to catch what he said because I had to match the rhythm of his belly with my head. He was standing on a box, right? We all experience this. I can remember being in Times Square with uh, my, my daughters and my wife and, and, and my wife's best friend. And we're coming out of Times Square. We just went and saw The Lion King on Broadway. And, and like at the end of, you know, end of uh, Thanksgiving, right? And there's this guy, and I promise you, he looked like what I thought was Isaiah, right? Dude had a long white beard. He had, like, he had, a, he had a, a cloth over his head. And he had this big sign, man. And it was like, you know, it was like, I don't remember, Briley. I don't exactly what he was saying, but it was basically turned. The end is near. And I'm telling you, like, I, it like weirded me out so much that I started to step across the road because I was kind of delirious because I've been sitting in a dark room for, you know, two hours watching a show. And I almost got hit, like, at Times Square because I was, like, just trying. I was like, this dude was like, whoa, man, freaked me out, right? But I don't want you to think about this, right, from, a, from an internal standpoint. When we get angry about something, when we speak about something, whether it be on social media or we kind of, you know, get angry at a family member or a friend and we kind of, we call it cut them to the quick real fast, just boom, right? Who does that help most of the time? For us, like a... Small second, who does it help? You, makes you feel good, right? Boy, I just told him how the cow ate the cabbage. And you feel good for about five seconds and then you're empty again, right? Human anger does not accomplish anything, okay? Then James shifts gear on us. Therefore, get rid of all the moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Now, what's James doing here? Right? He's saying, hey, rather than speaking, maybe, just maybe, sit quietly and let the word that has been implanted in you bear what we want. Does that make sense? Right? We, we, we are very quick in this culture to, to speak, right? I've heard it said before, God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. We need to use those in that ratio, right? But most of the time, what are we doing? What do we do as humans? We talk. We talk a lot more than we listen. Right? All right. Verse 22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Do what it says. Be doers, not hearers. See, this is, this is one of those things that can be very, very difficult right, for believers. I think, um, I think we can get really good at regurgitating Scripture, saying Scripture, knowing where a story is, knowing that I am super guilty of that, right? Knowing where a story is, knowing um, spiritual truths, but not putting them into practice, 
right? So it, it, what, what, what James is saying right here is, hey, don't just listen. Don't sit in the pew and listen to the word. Do the word, right? So he's telling us, hey, don't just merely listen to the word of truth. Do those things. Anyone, and this is where he starts toe stomping. Let's go ahead and set the stage. I know some of you read ahead. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Isaiah, that's like you going to the mirror, standing in front of it, looking at yourself, walking away and forgetting immediately. I don't know what I look like, right? See, I always get excited when the kids are in, the kids are in the room for worship because I'm a product of this place 25 years ago, 27 years ago. Some of you know this, some of you don't. On the wall, as you walk to check the kids in, in the blue room area, right? Right there to check in. It says, on the wall, it says, train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. Do you believe that? Do you? I'm personally a product of that. Right? I was buried in the waters of baptism in that baptismal in 1996. I was... 14, maybe 15 years old, I slipped in the baptismal. For those of you all that have been baptized here, you know how thin those steps are? Well, I went to go get in the baptismal, boom, 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 fell down in it, right? Pastor at the time said that I needed a double dunk, right? Do you believe that, right? Do you believe what the word says? And then what we have to do is act upon the word that has been taught to us. Not just walk out the door, right? And go right back to what we were doing, right? How do we please God? By what we're gonna get to in a minute. Verse 25, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do, right? So looks intently into the perfect law, right? So when we look at God's law, when we look at his scriptures and we see what Jesus did for others, doesn't change us, right? Makes me think of the scripture from Philippians where it says that Jesus, being in very nature God, did not consider it something to be used for his leverage, right? I think it's in Philippians chapter 2. Jesus was God, right? Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, guess what he could have done? He could have walked away, right? Peter wakes up in delirium, right, goes over there, whacks off Malchus's ear, the only unarmed person, right? That's the type of stuff I would have done. I'd be like, look, get him, Jim. Whack, knocked off his ear, right? I mean, that's, 
But think about that. Jesus did not consider his authority something to be leveraged. So what did he do? He took on the very nature of a slave, right? Becoming sin for us, right? That's the perfect law that gives freedom, right? Verse 26, those who consider themselves religious, oh, we don't like that word today, do we? We, we despise that word in our culture, right? What do, you think he's, what do you think he's referring to when he says religious? Someone who was a follower of what they would have called, they, they weren't even called Christians at the time. The, the, the way, right? They would have called it probably the way in the beginning, right? So those who consider themselves to be believers in the way or Christians should and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues, deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. That was tough, right? I want you to think about it. I call it, I call it you know, with, with what's going on in social media, right, and, and how angry so many people are and how quickly they are to respond. I think about, um, I saw, you know, a post from, from someone you were connected to, Jennifer, that lives in Uganda, and he posted a flag, right, and it had another flag under it, and somebody just immediately went after it because there was a political flag under it, right? And the guy from Uganda was like, hey, I'm not here for politics, He's like, I'm here to say, hey, I support the American people, right? And what they do for us in Uganda, right? We're really quick. We're really quick to take the social media and say, I feel this way, right? It's like saying I support whatever. I support kids, but you don't take care of your own, right? Coming into a church and saying, well, I support all the kids of the world, but you don't take care of your own kids, right? That's like someone who looks in the mirror, looks at themselves and says, yep, that's who I am. And then they walk away and they don't do anything that it says to do in that perfect law of liberty. Does that make sense? Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless as this to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after the orphan and the widow in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted from the world. So, a couple of things. God calls us to take care of the people that cannot take care of themselves by whatever means possible, right? God calls us to lend a hand to the widow, to the orphan, to the poor, right? Craig's been teaching from Luke. I think we're now in Luke, what, chapter 
16, 17, somewhere in there. All right, so there was a specific point in Luke chapter 14. Okay, so Luke chapter 14, verse 12. It says, Then Jesus said to the host, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers, or your sisters, your relatives, or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back, and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteousness. If I have dinner and I invite over Johnny Ray, guess what Johnny Ray's going to do? Because he's a good old southern boy. He's going to invite me back the next time, and he's probably going to do dinner better than I did it for him, inviting him over to my house. Does that make sense? So, so what, what, is, what is God telling us? Don't invite the people that can repay you. Invite the people that cannot repay you. Because guess who's keeping score when you do that? The Lord. Right? Don't invite the people that can pay you back. So, be doers, not hearers. Really, really important, right? Think back to the time of Jesus, right? You had all these Pharisees walking around that just basically, hey, they were the keepers of the law. The, the, you know, they were the, they were the religious authority. They were the people that said, oh, you can do this, oh, you can't do that, right? We as believers... We can do that as well, right? We can keep our kids away from other kids that we think, oh, well, they shouldn't hang out with them because. And what I'm going to say to you is, yes, you need to keep your kids protected, but at the same time, you don't want to have them so protected that when they get out in the world, they have no salt. They're not, they can't relate, right? Because they've never been sent out. Jesus wants us to be sent out. So a couple of scriptures here. Proverbs 19, 17. Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his deeds. Proverbs 22, 9. A generous person will be blessed, for he shares his food with the poor. Proverbs 29, or 21, 13. Whoever closes his ear to the cry of the poor will himself call out and not be answered. Oof. That's tough. We usually don't like to read scriptures like that, do we? Right? Whoever closes his ears to the cry of the poor will himself call out and not be answered. So we just got back from uh, Mexico on vacation for a week and... Um, I took my kids to uh, the Mayan ruins, Chichen Itza is what it's called. Some of you might have seen it on social media, uh, some of you might not have. But <clears throat> we got to talking about like some of the areas that we drove through, right? Because my kids are all looking out the window. They're like, and you, you literally can see on the sides of the road, like 
there's two or three families that live in a stone shack, right? With sometimes thatched roof, sometimes it's a metal roof, right? And it's, it, it's, it's very eye-opening, right? And um, we're, we're, you know, I'm sitting, a couple days ago, we're sitting at lunch, and I, and I pull up the average wage in Mexico, okay? And I was, I was taken back. So just to, just to throw it out there, they just raised their minimum wage in Mexico by 27% last year, okay? Anyone want to take a guess on what the average wage for a day is in Mexico? All right, so the minimum wage that they just raised to is $8.47 a day, a day, right? And we were talking about tipping, right? Because, you know, we've been to this resort three or four times, and, and me and my wife had kind of noticed that a lot of people are not tipping as much. Like, well, we've been there a few, three or four times, and I'm like, it's kind of sad because, I mean, the majority of these people's incomes comes from, American dollar tips that you give to your driver or whoever brings your food or your drinks or comes and cleans your, you know, your, your room, all those types of things. Does that make sense? And I was just like, that's why and I was trying to explain to my kids. I was like, that's why you give. That's why you, because you need to show those people that you appreciate what they do for you. Does that make sense? But see, that's different in the kingdom of God. See, that, this is the one thing that is really hard for us, I think, as believers, at least for me, right, is to give knowing that he is watching, right? If I invite Johnny to dinner or I invite Shane and Cricket to dinner, guess what? They're going to invite me back, right? That's what we do as humans. We feel indebted. So we say, well, you had dinner at my house. Now you come to my, you know, you come I'm going to come to your house. Does that make sense? God is kind of flipping it on his head and saying, hey, I want you to give to the people that cannot give back. I want you to give because I am watching. And, and, and I want you to do good because it brings glory to the Father. All right. So, Three things, right? Number one, I just said it. Be a doer, not a hearer. Number two, do not forget who you are. Be blessed in your doing of the word, right? So when you do the word, who's blessed? When you give, who does it bless? Does it bless the person that you gave it to? It blesses us most of the time, don't it? When you go and you do, when you do anything, Right? You go over here to, you know, Salvation Army and you donate your day, or you go and mow somebody's grass. The old lady next door that lives next to you that she can't mow her grass. So you mow it for her. Who are you laboring for? You're laboring for the Lord. Right? They cannot repay you. Right? Number three, if you consider yourself religious, give to those who can't give back. Okay, so right now we have 
13 members of our church in Guatemala, okay? It's an orphanage for young girls. Obviously, Guatemala is in Central America. They house about 40 to 45 orphan young ladies. The difference between Guatemala and the United States is, is they don't have the social safety nets that we have in the United States, generally speaking, right? So young ladies get turned out, right? They, somebody doesn't want them anymore, family can't take care of them, whatever reason, right? These girls go to this orphanage, obviously for free. It's a Christian orphan, orphanage. And that's where the 13 folks from our church are right now, right? I, will, I would encourage anybody to go somewhere. Get outside of your, your box in Kentucky and go. Because it'll teach you so much about what you have here, number one. Number two, it will show you, like the, when, you, when you're around those little girls, right? They're fatherless and motherless, right? But you can ask anybody in here that has been there before, Spencer, Briley, Chris, right? They love to hang out, to get to know you, right? They love being around you. One of the coolest things that we got to do a few years ago, and Preston, if you want to come up here in a second, so we went to this ice cream place. It was like Dairy Queen in Guatemala, okay? And uh, we're getting some ice cream. I think I get a banana split, and Briley gets like, you know, something. And um, they had this truck in the back. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool if we could take that truck to the, to the orphanage and get the kids ice cream, okay? And I think it was me and Damon, and I'm trying to remember who else. I don't want to take all the credit for it. But it was an idea, and we started, we kind of started dreaming about it. We're like, wouldn't it be really cool if we did that? If we, if we uh, had this truck come up and serve ice cream to the girls? And it's like they're Dairy Queen, right? It's like they're nice, like, you know, ice cream place, okay? So we get to talking to the lady that's a manager, and we're like, hey, how much is it to rent this truck and have you serve 45 to 50 girls ice cream? And here's what's cool. Here's what's cool about our currency, right, in the United States. You know what they said? It'd be about $200. And we're like, done, let's go. Like, so we booked it, and I'm gonna tell you, one of the coolest things is watching that truck pull up and, 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 the, and the orphanages, they're kind of up on the hill. Guatemala is like a former volcano, like in Guatemala City, that is. It has, you know, it's, it's, it's mountainous, right? And the orphanages are up the hill. And when that truck pulled in on like the basketball lot, the kids just like come sprinkling out and they come running down the hill. And I have a video of that to this day where my daughter is meeting one of the kids and they just, they just, you know, fall on the ground together just giggling about, you know, getting some ice cream. See, that is the type of stuff that I think, 
I think the Lord looks down on and he, and he smiles at that, right? That's the type of stuff that, that really, really, because those are the, again, going back to, it's taking care of the orphan, the widow, the undesirable, the lame, the broken, right? That is, is, is what brings God so much joy. And I hope, I hope you get the chance to do stuff. And you can do it here, right? You can do it here. You don't have to go somewhere else. There's plenty of brokenness all around us here, right? Isaiah 58, verses 7 and 8. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the, the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked... Cover them and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Then shall your light break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up speedily. So here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to take a few minutes to pray for the folks that are ministering in Guatemala as, as Preston plays. Um, pray for those folks that are in Guatemala, but, but more importantly, Pray for the laborers, the people that live there, that are with those kids every day, right? That are working with those children every single day, right? And pray for those girls. Pray for the people of Guatemala. Pray for the people, you know, who, whoever's on your heart. Go adopt a kid. Go, go find a kid that you can adopt in any organization across this nation. There's so many great ones, but I'm going to tell you, we adopted a kid probably eight, nine years ago that's from Mazalan, Mexico, okay? And he, uh, he's, he's disabled, you know, and he didn't have a shot, but this orphanage that's run by a group out of Cincinnati called Back to Back Ministries, they took him into their place in Mazalan. And a couple of weeks ago, we got a video through email and I played it, and it's like 15 seconds. He likes to, he likes to uh, mow the grass. They let him mow the grass, and he loves, like, power tools and stuff like that. And his name is uh, uh, Carlitos. And uh, it's like a 15-second video. But I've seen him, like, I've seen him grow up. Like, so you're, you're like, you, even though you haven't met him, you get connected to him. It's like following somebody on social media, right? And it was just like... Hey, I just wanted to say, it was like he said, he was just basically saying, hi, how are you doing? And he sent us like a 15 second little blurt video. And I just like started bawling. I was like, oh my Lord, you know, do those types of things. Get out, get outside. Just see people, right? Meet them where they are. Be slow to speak, quick to listen, right? That's how we, that's how we reach people. It's by humility, not by pompousness and arrogance. So what I'd like to ask you to do is for the next minute or two, let's pray for those folks in Guatemala. Let's pray for, for, for the folks that went from our church. Let's pray for those, those uh, beautiful girls that are there. And let's pray for the laborers that work with those girls every single day.
Father, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you for those folks that are in Guatemala serving. Um, Lord, I just pray a prayer, a blessing over Prince of Peace um, and Prove. Um, Lord, they are doing fantastic work for the people in Guatemala. Lord, I just ask that uh, you be with those ministries. You be with our servants that are there. And you be with those young ladies, Lord. Lord, I pray that they would know you, that they would follow you, that they would seek you with all their heart, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for this church. Lord, help us to continue to reach those in our community with the gospel, with your love. We ask all these things in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen.